Welcome to this evening's program. Today we are digging deep into the science. We are going to trust the science and not the news media and not the paid for propaganda from pharmaceutical corporations who don't know how to tell the truth and are incapable of telling the truth and are possessed by the energy and power of the serpent. They are slithering, hissing liars who do not know how to tell the truth. There are some people who walk up to you and there are those who slither up to you. Those who are in the news media and those who are spokesmen for government and in politics, they are slithering serpents, slithering snakes. Even Yeshua called the Hebraic teachers and law experts in his time he called them a brood of vipers. He called them descendants of a snake. Children of Satan is what he was making reference to. And the word Satan in Hebrew means the adversary, the enemy. Anyone who sits before you and wants to hide information and distort information and obfuscate information and pervert information is a snake. Now we've been told, we're gonna trust the science. We're gonna trust, we're gonna follow and trust the science. Listen here. I'm not following anyone or anything but God. And when it comes to following science, I'm going to follow it in the ancient sense of the word science. I'm going to follow accurate, precise, equilibrated knowledge. That's what I'm going to follow. Now, when looking through scientific literature and scientific information and research papers etc etc if one critically analyzes and is able to understand what he is reading and can keep what he's reading in context in its proper context and disseminate and enucleate and explicate what he has learned and ascertained from his reading then he should be able to do the job of communicating a message that is straightforward unlike Lord Voldemort Mr. Mangala I mean Fauci who was unable to speak the truth Anyway, let us get into some data and information and we're going to move through quick because we got a lot to cover this evening and I'm not trying to draw it out. So, the first thing we're going to look at, just so it can be understood the nature of what we're talking about here. The first abstract we'll read is from Pharmaceutics. MDPI. The title is Nanoparticles as Adjuvants and Nano Delivery Systems for Messenger RNA Based Vaccines. Because they're not new, they're old. Abstract Messenger RNA, mRNA based vaccines have shown promise against infectious diseases and several types of cancer in the last two decades. That's 20 years. 
Their promise can be attributed to their safety profiles, high potency, and ability to be rapidly and affordably manufactured. Now many RNA-based vaccines are being evaluated in clinical trials as prophylactic and therapeutic vaccines. However, until recently, their development has been limited by their instability and efficient and inefficient in vivo transfection. The nano delivery system plays a dual function in RNA-based vaccination by acting as a carrier system and as an adjuvant. That is due to its similarity to microorganisms structurally and size-wise. The nano delivery system can augment the response by the immune system via simulating or simulating the natural infection process. Nano delivery systems allow non-invasive mucosal administration, targeted immune cell delivery, and controlled delivery, reducing the need for multiple administrations. They also allow co-encapsulating with immunostimulators to improve the overall adjuvant capacity. The aim of this review is to discuss the recent developments and applications of biodegradable nano delivery systems that improve RNA-based vaccine delivery and enhance the immunological response against targeted diseases. The keywords are mRNA, adjuvant, vaccine, nanoparticles, nano delivery systems, lipids, polymers. That's the first abstract we'll read. The second abstract that we will read is from Polymer Journal, published May 8th, 2020. This one is called Graphene Oxide Incorporated Hydrogels for Biomedical Applications. I repeat, Graphene Oxide Incorporated Hydrogels for Biomedical Applications. Hmm. But Snopes and Associated Press, CNN, Google. Thomson Reuters. ABC, NBC. NPR. Fox News. Doesn't matter who we name. The moment the issue came up that these COVID-19 shots contain unlisted trade secret ingredients that have been discovered through microscopy, it's not something that can be denied. It's not up for discussion. All the shots contain graphene oxide as a drug delivery mechanism. That's a fact. And we there's thousands of scientific journals that reveal the efficacy, the usages, the biomedical applications of graphene oxide and reduced graphene oxide and what its purpose and what its use and what its efficacy is in doing its job of being a mechanism and conduit of drug delivery. So what this means is, is that it's time to chop the head of the serpents off. The information does not agree with these liars. The research does not agree with these liars. The biomedical research in journals and documents and publications and research operations and research projects that are taking place and have been taking place for the past decade disqualifies the news media 
and quack doctors like Dr. Fauci, it disqualifies them from speaking any further. I don't need to hear anything from a lying serpent. And Mr. Fauci has access to all medical literature, research information and documentation. He knows about all of it. He is a 100% bona fide, shameless liar. He is a son of his father, the devil, who was a liar from the beginning. Just like Yeshua said, the sons of light versus the sons of darkness. And darkness in this case is to be interpreted as wicked, morally degenerate, and intellectually ignorant by choice. Dr. Fauci has chosen to be an instrument of disinformation, an instrument of misinformation, and an instrument of deception. And he's been doing it since the 1980s. The same type of debacle and fiasco was taking place around the time of the AIDS crisis. And Fauci was in charge of that ugly situation as well. Anyway, let us jump into this biomedical research abstract. Polymer Journal, published 8th of May, 2020. Graphene oxide, which the news media told you doesn't exist. Graphene oxide, we don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know doctors don't know what it is because they don't know anything about it. That's not their field of research or study or practice. They go to school to get indoctrinated in a specific fashion and manner and are, are unable to think outside of the programming box that's been set around their consciousness. Ignoring thousands of years of naturopathic science that has worked for generations that have existed hundreds and thousands of years before us. The pharaohs of Egypt didn't take no vaccine for a cold. Yet they still thrived, they still had a kingdom, they still had an empire, and they still made it in history. They still made it famous. They still left behind a legacy. All the ancient civilizations left behind their legacy, which means they lived long enough to leave one behind. And they didn't use all this garbage that we're using now. They didn't need to be shot up with 66 shots before the age of 11. They didn't need needles put in their arms in their first six hours of being born on earth. They weren't attacked by doctors and injected with carcinogens in synthetic potassium and other synthetic vitamins like the children of today are attacked with leading to all types of childhood illness and cognitive complications in autism and many other forms of cognitive degeneration which seems to be plaguing the children of the West and as a matter of fact, it doesn't seem to be. It is plaguing the children of the West. 
Cognitive disorders are plaguing the children of the West. Yet everybody wants to walk around with their head somewhere other than on epidosis, other than on precise knowledge. Now let me get into this abstract because we are nowhere near even getting into the article which is the target article for this evening but we're getting there so we're in the polymer journal and like i said in contrast to what the liars have told the world using their media platform to do so graphene oxide is a very well researched and well respected substance carbon-based substance and from the eyes of researcher it has a beneficial surface area which allows for many different biomedical applications to be utilized in connection with it so let's jump right in Graphene oxide incorporated hydrogels for biomedical applications. The scientists that worked on this is Yi, Choe, Park, and Lee. Polymer Journal, number 52, pages 823 through 837. I'm only reading the abstract. Graphene and graphene derivatives, for example, graphene oxide, have been incorporated into hydrogels to improve the properties, the mechanical strength, and conventional hydrogels and or develop new functions such as electrical conductivity and drug loading slash delivery. Let me read that again. Graphene and graphene derivatives, exemplia gratia, graphene oxide, have been incorporated into hydrogels to improve the properties, exemplia mechanical strength of conventional hydrogels and or develop new functions for example electrical conductivity and drug loading slash delivery unique molecular interactions between graphene derivatives and various small or macromolecules enable the fabrication of various functional hydrogels appropriate for different biomedical applications in this mini-review, we highlight the recent progress in graphene oxide incorporated hydrogels for biomedical applications while focusing on their specific uses, uses, I was going to say usages, their specific uses as mechanically strong materials, electrically conductive scaffolds, electrodes, and high-performance drug delivery vehicles. Graphene oxide is used as a strong material, an electrically conductive scaffold, an electrode, a high-performance drug delivery vehicle. So as we can see, graphene oxide has variegated, very important usages. It is very useful in the area of biomedical applications. Contrary to what the lying serpents and propaganda demons have published and written and spoken on their shows. Third abstract. Nanogels as novel drug delivery systems. This is found in iMed Pub Journals. Department of Pharmaceutics, RAK Medical and Health Sciences University in the United Arab Emirates. This was published in 2017. Abstract. Nanogels are innovative drug delivery systems that can play an integral part in pointing out many issues related to old and modern courses of treatment, such as nonspecific effects and poor stability. Nanogels may be defined as highly cross-linked 
nano-sized hydrogels which range from 20 to 200 nanometers. They can be administered through various routes, including oral, pulmonary, nasal, parenteral, intraocular, etc. They have a high degree of drug loading capacity and it shows better permeation capabilities due to smaller size. They release the drug by pH responsive, thermosensitive, volume transition, phytochemical internalization, and photoisomerization mechanisms. Photochemical internalization and photoisomerization mechanism. They can be classified by stimuli responsive or non-responsive behavior and type of linkages present in the network chains of gel structure. They can be classified by stimuli responsive or non-responsive behavior and type of linkages present in the network chains of gel structure. Nanogel can be synthesized by photolithographic modified polulin emulsion polymerization, reverse microemulsion polymerization, inverse mini-emulsion polymerization, and free radical cross-linking polymerization technique. Nanogels can be used for the treatment of cancer, diabetes, inflammation, and bone regeneration, etc. Nanogels are the novel drug delivery systems for both hydrophilic and hydro hydrophobic drugs. So, and the reason we're going through this is because many of these hydrogels consist of a high volume of graphene oxide. Now we're moving on to the target article. Yes, what we just covered was a mouthful, but we pressed through it anyway. These things are creating a context and environment for what we're talking about and what the news media is not talking about. They're just talking out of the side of their mouth. Oh, there's no such thing as graphene oxide. Yes, there is. And you know nothing about what it is. You know nothing about what its applications are. You know nothing about what its biomedical usages are. And they've been being used since 2004. So these lying cockatrices, these lying adders, these lying vipers, these lying cobras, these lying snakes need to shut their mouths. Now we're getting ready to jump into some more science because we trust the science. I don't trust bumbling, stumbling, fumbling Joe Biden. I don't trust the lying cockatrice Fauci. I don't trust the CDC. I don't trust the Food and Drug Administration. I don't trust Pfizer, who just did a recall last week because their drug that they've disseminated to millions contains on purpose carcinogens. The only reason they're re recalling it is because the carcinogens have been discovered by others. If it was never discovered by others, those carcinogens would stay there and we will continue to see the rate of cancer explode because of the administration and dissemination of poisonous therapeutics and pharmaceutical interventions. The more help you seek from the pharmaceutical industry, the more poison you ingest. 
and doctors don't care. They get kickbacks. They're getting paid. They're doing their job. They're burnt out. More than half of doctors don't even know what correct nutrition is at all. And they don't teach it and they don't live it. They don't even teach it to their children. It's alien to them. That's why I respect Dr. Joel Wallach, whom I listened to as a kid because my mother listened to Dr. Joel Wallach who did an expose, a dissertation called Dead Doctors Don't Lie. Dead Doctors Don't Lie. An amazing discourse by Dr. Joel Wallach. that doctors are not the go-to for nutrition for proper health at all because they themselves don't even possess the knowledge of what proper health is and what it means to be healthy and what it means to ascertain proper nutrition no they're quick to tell you to take a shot that they don't even understand the ingredients of They're quick to tell you to take a shot that they can't explain, they can't even explain six of the adjuvants in the shot and what their biomedical applications are and what their effects are on your microbiome. What the effects are on your physiology as a whole. They can't tell you because they don't know it for themselves. They're not taught it in medical school. Otherwise, look, if you really learned what proper nutrition was in medical school, you wouldn't be chugging down a Diet Coke, a Diet Pepsi that contains aspartame, an excitotoxin that chemically breaks down into formaldehyde at 88 degrees Fahrenheit, knowing that your body's 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, so there's no way you're ever going to miss ingesting formaldehyde and embalming fluid. And the methanol that manifests and develop once its chemical breakdown begins to actuate, causing gastrointestinal disturbances, migraine headaches, cognitive dysfunction, memory loss, brain fog, Alzheimer's, dementia, hormone imbalance, and even symptoms similar to autoimmune deficiency syndrome. A no longer functioning properly immune system is what you wind up with when you continue to ingest aspartame and Splenda and Acesulfame K and NutraSweet and all the like. But your doctor's not going to tell you that. He's going to give it to you and tell you, well, this is a good sugar alternative since you have diabetes. Here, take this chemical poison that was widely known to be a poison even in the time of World War II in Nazi Germany. Anyway, let us get into this article. We have a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. Science paper documents self-assembled magnetic nanosystems for cybernetic biocircuitry interface and control systems in humans, including DNA hydrogel technology. 
Natural News. Let's follow the science. Let's see what the science reveals to us. The average person living today has little idea how far the development of self-assembling nanotech biocircuits has progressed. So-called fact checkers, professional propagandists, and liars deliberately misleading people into thinking there's no such thing as self-assembling graphene-based biocircuitry systems that could be feasibly injected into people and called a vaccine. But the published scientific literature lays out a comprehensive, well-documented body of research that shows this technology is quite real and has been tested in biological systems for at least 20 years, two decades. That's the reason I read the other abstract in the beginning. Because this type of technology has been worked on for over 15 years. A self-assembling system means that a person is injected with instructions. Just like Moderna told you. When we inject you with our product, we're injecting you with an operating system. A software language. You literally become an application. You become an app like the one on your phone. That can be accessed remotely and updated remotely. Without your control and even without your knowledge. You'll just be confused at some of the changes that are changes that are beginning to take place in your life that you have no control over, that you don't even understand are being orchestrated by people in a remote location. Accessing their proprietary patented technology that they've injected into you. For observation purposes and for control purposes. Anyway, let us move on. A self-assembling system means that a person is injected with instructions that set into motion a process where a structure is assembled inside the body using resources available in the blood, such as iron and oxygen atoms. In effect, Nanotech self-assembly means that a microchip doesn't need to be injected into someone since the circuitry can be assembled in vivo after the injection. Every biological creature on earth is a living example of self-assembly. By the way, since DNA deoxyribonucleic acid is a self-assembled nanostructure, genetic replication is of course a process rooted in self-assembly. So anyone who doesn't realize self-assembly is a real phenomenon is rather ignorant. Even about the mechanisms that work in their own body. Like the Egyptians said, know thyself. Viral, rep viral replication, viral replication is also a self-assembly process. Viral replication, viral replication is also a self-assembly process, of course. A myriad of magnetic nanosystems can be created by using self-assembly as a synthetic tool, says the abstract of a study published in January of this year. Published in the journal Aggregate Open Access, it's entitled, or it's titled, Self-Assembled Magnetic Nanomaterials, Versatile Thernostics, Nanoplatforms for Cancer. I'll say it again. If, in case you want to look up the article for yourself and read it for yourself, it's titled Self-Assembled Magnetic Nanomaterials, Versatile Theranostics Nanoplatforms for Cancer. The paper focuses on self-assembled magnetic nanomaterials, otherwise known as MNMs, and detail their use in biomedicine. In the paper they write, Magnetic fields have been widely used for nanomaterials assembled of one-dimensional, two-dimensional, and three-dimensional aggregates. The study makes reference to the self-assembly of iron oxide nanoparticles, which can exhibit magnetic properties in certain configurations. These are known as spions. 
Spions. Spions. Spions. Is it a joke? No, it's not a joke. It's an acronym for Super Paramagnetic Iron Oxide Nanoparticles. Spions. The paper goes on to explain. This approach could be used for the assembling process of other MNPs, such as NINPs, nanoparticles, CONPs, nanoparticles, and FE304 nanoparticles. Such self-assembly strategy might play an important role in the construction of DDSs, drug delivery systems. Additionally, the paper makes reference to self-assembled cubic nanoparticles functional 3D nanostructures in solution. Now, Wang et al., and I've read plenty of papers by Wang, very scary papers by Wang et al., they reported the growth of FP304 nanowires induced by the magnetic field. Subsequently, Tahiri et al. reported the discovery of an interesting magnetic field induced self-assembled phenomenon of cubic nanoparticles in peas in solution. These can be found in figures 1a through 1e. In addition, the magnetic field also shows their great ability in nanoparticles assembly. I'm going to say it again. In addition, the magnetic field also shows their great ability in nanoparticles assembly. Magnetic field induced self-assembly simplifies the operation steps, but requires accurate magnetic field control equipment to achieve, which increases the dependence on the equipment. So what they are in turn telling you is that the nanoparticles that are injected inside of you can be controlled, can be manipulated, can be modulated, can be affected by electromagnetic instruments, by magnetic fields by cell phone towers, by cell phones themselves, even by your TV, which has components in it that give off electromagnetic frequencies and magnetic fields. Laptops, tablets, smartwatches, even headphones, wireless Bluetooth headphones, all these things can be affected and modulated and manipulated electromagnetically because they have components within themselves that respond to magnetic fields. What's clear from this analysis is that External magnetic fields can direct the self-assembly of nanostructures which can function as cybernetic biocircuitry interface systems in the human body. I'm going to say it again. What's clear from this analysis is that external magnetic fields can direct the self-assembly of nanostructures which can function as cybernetic biocircuitry interface systems inside of the human body. The self-assembly of iron oxide nanowires is the next section that we will deal with. Another study published in 2004, just like I said, in the journal Advanced Materials shows some of the early research in self-assembly self of iron oxide nanowires using external magnetic fields. The next section that we're covering is the self-assembly of iron oxide nanowires. Another study published in 2004 in the journal Advanced Materials shows some of the early research in self-assembly of iron oxide nanowires using external magnetic fields. Single crystalline nanowires of Fe304 hydrothermally synthesized under a magnetic field are reported. The square and hexagonal crystals formed in zero applied field are shown to give way to nanowires as the magnetic field is increased. And that was 17 years ago. What researchers have discovered since then is that the required energy to initiate self-assembly is surprisingly small. From the first paper above, 
the interaction between the induced magnetic dipole and the external field was very weak, which was on the order of van der Waals force, or what they call van der Waals force. The past decades have witnessed the progress of the self-assembly of MNMs under magnetic fields. What this means, essentially, is that relatively weak broadcast energies can induce the growth of nanowires inside of the human body, given the right substances being injected into the body to start with. The van der Waals force describes a very weak intermolecular bonding phenomenon that's well known in mainstream science. Here's an electronic microscopy image of some of the nanoparticle lattices created through external magnetic fields. The next section, magnetically controllable DNA hydrogels. Magnetically controllable DNA hydrogels. The same study also mentions DNA hydrogels, explaining that they are magnetically controllable from the study. DNA is considered as a core genetic biological molecule in living systems. Although DNA molecules are composed of simple units, different deoxynucleotide chains and flexible conformations or conformations can be achieved through precise design and organization, which can be programmed. I'll say that again. Although DNA molecules are composed of simple units, Different deoxynucleotide chains and flexible conformations can be achieved through precise design and organization, which can be programmed. In other words, this is the nature of DNA self-assembly. For example, Ma et al. introduced DNA-modified MNPs, Y-scaffolds, and DNA linkers into framework of DNA hydrogels to construct magnetic controllable DNA hydrogels. If you're wondering what DNA hydrogels are all about, another paper published in 2019 reveals some clues. It's titled DNA Hydrogel Empowered Biosensing. That paper explains how smart hydrogels self-modify in response to the organism. DNA hydrogels as special members in the DNA nanotechnology have provided crucial prerequisites to create innovative gels owing to their sufficient stability, biocompatibility, biodegradability, and tunable multifunctionality. These properties have tailored DNA hydrogels for various applications in drug delivery, tissue engineering, sensors, and cancer therapy. Recently, DNA-based materials have attracted substantial consideration for exploration of smart hydrogels, in which their properties can change in response to chemical or physical stimuli. In other words, these gels can undergo switchable gel-to-soul or soul-to-gel transitions upon application of different triggers. Moreover, Various functional motifs like eye motif structures, anti-sense DNAs, and DNA zymes and aptamers can be inserted into the polymer network to offer a molecular recognition capability to the complex. In this manuscript, a comprehensive discussion will be endowed with the recognition capability of different kinds of DNA hydrogels and the alternation of physical chemical behaviors upon target introducing. For those who are able to comprehend what I'm reading, you should be starting to get the picture by now. And the picture definitely involves being able to control those who have accepted experimental drugs, vaccines, inoculations, therapeutics, pharmaceutical interventions, 
Once these nanostructures are assembled inside the body, they are controlled through external magnetic fields of electromagnetic broadcasts, requiring very little power. So, ladies and gentlemen, everything that I've talked about thus far on this show and on many other episodes of my show concerning you being hooked up to the cloud, you being hooked up to the Internet of Things, you being remote controlled and remotely accessed because of the beast technology that you have accepted into your body into your temple. These are all in connection with the fulfillment of the prognostications made by the biblical prophets and specifically the biblical prophet Daniel, known as Daniel. Hanavi, which means the prophet. Daniel the prophet spoke about the convergence of man with iron, the seed of man with iron, iron and clay mixing together. But the scripture goes on to add that one more pertinent piece of information when it mentions the zera, the seed and the Zeraim, the seeds of man. The germ of man. So we are talking about a convergence of man and machine, clay and iron. We are also talking about the coming of the great singularity spoken of by Dr. Ray Kurzweil and Elon Musk. We are talking about the deployment of quantum computing, ungodly quantum computing. We are talking about the opening of portals and multi-dimensional doorways, gateways, and inviting entities from one dimension over into another that we might gain some type of initiation from these extra-worldly entities. And no, ladies and gentlemen, they're not aliens. They're fallen angels. They're fallen watchers. That's what they are. So it's all real. What this research demonstrates that we just went over is that self-assembling nanotechnology is real. That's irrefutable. Self-assembling nanotechnology is real. Number two, biocircuitry interface nanotech is real. Number three, the nanowires and nanocircuits can be controlled by external electromagnetic fields. Irrefutable. Number four, this tech has been studied and developed for at least two decades and is backed by a large body of published research. Number five, it is therefore feasible for today's vaccines to contain self-assembling nanotechnology that interfaces with the human biology and is controlled by external broadcasts. This doesn't prove that such a scenario is happening for certain, but it shows that the tech exists and is feasible. For those out there who are still not convinced, Consider this text from a study published nearly a decade ago in the month of December in the year 2012 from an article called Super Paramagnetic Iron Oxide Nanoparticles Based Delivery Systems for Biotherapeutics. 
This review covers recently developed magnetically driven delivery systems, their unique characteristics, and their applicability for delivery of biotherapeutics. Since methods for synthesis of spions and use of spions as MRI or magnetic resonance imaging contrasts agents for diagnosis have been extensively reviewed, this review focuses on the spion-based formulations that are specific to delivery of biotherapeutics. Magnetic nanoparticles dispersed in organic solvent and aqueous solutions can be loaded within liposomes, micelles, hydrogels, and micro nanospheres during formulation. First, we examine recent formulation strategies for modification of spions, including particle clustering and encapsulation within hydrogels, liposomes, micelles, and micro slash nanospheres. Second, we discuss the considerations to be taken into account in design of spion-based carriers for the delivery of specific biotherapeutics, including cells, proteins, peptides, genes, and viruses. Further, we examine several commercial magnetic nanoparticles for delivery of biotherapeutics. Finally, we provide perspectives in the future directions of magnetically triggered spion-based carriers for biotherapeutics and their potential clinical applications. This was written nearly a decade, actually, yeah, nearly a decade ago. Imagine what has been developed and what is being deployed now. As I said in the previous clip, a majority of real science will remain hidden from you. It will never come to the forefront for your learning, ever. Study to show yourself approved. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. And of course, this is in reference to spiritual, metaphysical, biblical, theological applications. But it works for the natural as well. Before you put something inside your body, you should be asking what every ingredient is. You should be asking to see the excipient sheet, to see every adjuvant, and come to learn the knowledge of what every adjuvant has in store for you. You need to know if it's carcinogenic, if it causes cancer, will it disturb any other systems in your body? Will it go into parts of your body it doesn't belong, like this shot has? According to the biodistribution report out of Japan from Pfizer? Thank you for coming to this evening's session. I know it was a mouthful, but this is the type of expose that has to be done in order to show the truth versus the lies. In order to show the truth versus the lies. I agree 100% with George Orwell who said, telling the truth in times of universal deceit is a revolutionary act and I have no problem with being a revolutionary till next time Shalom Aleikum